0: Quarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods of moving and storage studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Christina Ellis, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Tracy starts this hour in Ocala, Florida. Hi, Tracy. How are you?
1: Fine, sir. Thank you.
0: Good. How can we help?
1: Um, I was wondering if you could advise me, the best thing to do, um, we have a 401k that we need to roll over from my husband's previous job, mm-hmm. and we were wondering if you could advise us the best thing to, you know, what to roll it over into, and should we honestly consider getting a financial advisor to help us grow, because we're very concerned, you know, for our retirement.
2: Sure.
3: Because
1: I'm 57, my husband's 53, mm-hmm. um, we do have a house that's going to be still in debt, you know. Yeah. Um, So we were wondering, what's the best thing to do with this rollover check? And, you know, should we honestly consider hiring, you know, a financial advisor or however that goes?
0: Okay. Yes, yes, and yes. And let's walk you through it. Uh, The financial advisor, now you need to keep in mind, I like what you said. Uh, You need an advisor. You know what advisors do? They give advice. Then you have to decide to take it. You don't do what they say. You listen to their advice. If you have a friend to give you advice about your kid, you listen to your friend, and then you decide on your own if you're going to take their advice, right? Yes, sir. And so what we recommend, anytime you're dealing with anybody in the financial world, you're looking for someone with the heart of a teacher, not the heart of a salesman, because a salesman is going to tell you what to do because it's good for them. The heart of a teacher is going to teach you, and then you choose what to do because it's good for you. You see the difference? And you can tell the difference in about 20 minutes meeting with somebody. You know what it smells like in the room. When someone's trying to teach you and help you versus trying to sell you, you can feel that, can't you?
1: Yes, sir.
0: Okay. So go to RamseySolutions.com and click on Smart Vester Pros or Smart Vester because you're a smart investor, smart investor. And they'll drop down a people, a list of people we recommend in your area that we have vetted. They will have the heart of a teacher, and they will give you advice similar to what we're getting ready to give you right now, Christina and I, okay? Okay. Now, what we always tell folks to do, and what I have done, and any anytime, anytime you leave an employer, we always tell you to take your 401k, your retirement, with you if it's available. The way you take it with you is you do a direct transfer rollover into a new IRA and we suggest four types of growth stock mutual funds. And put a, I put a fourth in each. My personal 401K is in these four types. Growth, growth and income, aggressive growth, and international. Now, the way the direct transfer rollover works is when you meet with a SmartVestor Pro, they'll show you some mutual funds, teach you about them based on you learning you and your husband will select the four that you want this money to go into. You'll fill out the paperwork. The paperwork is then sent to your husband's old place, and they will send the money directly into the IRA. That's very important. Because okay. if they send the money to you, they have to withhold 20% on it. And you don't want that. We want the whole hundred percent to go over into the IRA and there's zero taxes if you do it the way I'm talking about. But let's say you had a hundred thousand dollars in there and they sent the money to you, so it's eighty thousand dollars. You are required by law to put a hundred thousand into a four hundred one or into an IRA, or you're gonna pay taxes on it, only you don't have a hundred thousand because they kept twenty of it for taxes next year. Mm-hmm. It screws up the whole plan. You follow me? Yes, sir. So direct transfer rollover, you select the mutual funds. And then move it back.
4: Yeah. And, and with all of that, I love, Dave, that you just taught through that. But like he said, sitting down with a smart vestor is so helpful. We do it. You know, we had a session recently where your smart vestor was talking. You know, my husband and I do it. And it's just having that professional there to help you so you don't accidentally fall into a pitfall like that is super important.
0: Yeah. And what you've got then is someone in your corner. And so, like, we've, Sharon and I have used the same person, the smart vestor pro here in our area. One of the originals when we put the program together, and we've had him for twenty plus years. And if something happens to Dave, that guy's going to be one of the first people she calls. But she knows Agreed. where everything is. She understands everything because that guy's been in our corner teaching her, which is better than me teaching her. So uh, <laughs> we're working together, and you know we're, we're all and we're all informed, and, and we know who who the players are. And you develop a long term relationship with someone that. Is And then when they call you and say, hey, I've got an idea I want to talk to you about. Here's some, something you can learn about, and here's what's going on out there. You go, oh, okay, I might, I might act on that or I might not, you know, and then you've got this person to go to after that. So you're you're very wise on all of these fronts, Tracy, to do that. Ramseysolutions.com and click on Smart Vester and uh, that'll get you there. It's under the ELP type of a program, the Ramsey Trusted Bunch, right? And uh, so –
4: well, you mentioned that you can often smell, you know, smell fish in the water. You can smell somebody who's not directing you in the right direction. But I think a lot of people can't. That's why they end up with whole life insurance. That's why they end up with annuities and things like that. So to know that you're going no, somewhere, no, they, 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 they,
0: the smells in the room, and they knew it. But mm. they were so desperate to try to do something smart. And sometimes an insurance agent or an investing per, investment person, they'll intimidate you. Mm. You feel, you know, like I, I they, they, must, I'm, I know, I kind of have this bad feeling, but they seem so smart. I must be the one that's wrong, and oh, i got wow. and I need to get something going. And so I'll go I'll go ahead and do this. And it's this uh, intimidation factor, this self consciousness, this insecurity, and you don't listen to your own spirit. God's spirit in you is saying, this one's not good, and you're going, yeah, I know, but he seems so smart, and I feel so dumb, and I gotta get, I gotta get some investing going, and and you 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 push down what God's spirit is telling you, push down what you know inside of you. This is a person I don't need to be dealing with. And you deal with them anyway. People do that when they're buying a car and the guy's slimy, but they want the car so bad, they overlook the slime.
4: Yeah. And I mean, those people are designed. They they practice selling that. They have done this thousands of times. They've rehearsed their scripts. They're ready for it. They They are Ready to convince you that even if your spidey senses are going off, even if you're feeling that weird feeling, they've practiced the objections, right? They've gone through what are the typical objections people have, and how do I respond? So then again, make them feel a little bit dumb and like I know more, and convince them and that, to get what I want them to get.
0: It's it's really it's contempt. They just kind of roll their eyes and like, oh, you just you silly. You silly people don't understand. It's just it's so, it's so nasty. There is one whole life company that actually teaches a session called Intimidation Selling. What? Yep. How to make people feel small so they buy. I mean it really didn't and it works. It really does work. Uh, it doesn't work long term, but it's not a good way to do business, obviously. But it's effective and it'll it'll get the sale done. So yeah, it's so our goal around here is not do what dave said or do what ramsey says our goal around here is understand it so you do what you say and you learn to trust your own instincts when you're in a room and you smell a rat you go oh there's a reason it smells like a rat there's a rat
4: and i should get away from the rat
0: yes run run rat bait run this is the ramsey show With more frequency than you know, I get calls and emails from people dealing with the recent loss of a spouse or a parent. You can hear the struggle and the heartache they've been experiencing. And at a time they should be grieving, what breaks my heart the most is the strain and tension they're going through because of money, especially when it's a situation that could have been avoided. If you have a family, it is your responsibility to have term life insurance. It is one of the things you do to show you care. And yes, this is an ad for Xander Insurance. But since this is one of the most effective ways I have to get my point across, so be it. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Listen, you need to check out Xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. I can't say it enough. Protect your family. It's what you're supposed to do. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Eighty two. Christine Ellis Ramsey personality is my co-host today. A lot of you got questions about taxes. We get it. Taxes are confusing. They help you better handle them. We'll unpack a question of two occasionally during tax season here from our listeners. Dave, I run a daycare and this is my first year. I'm trying to figure out what expenses are tax deductible. Well, there's a lot of tax deductions you can take as a small business owner if they have to do with a small business home office expenses, liability insurance, self-employment taxes, advertising rent, anything associated with the business. If you're uh, running a home daycare, uh, you have the ability to write off a portion of the home that's being used for the business, depreciate it. Um, However, you recapture that and have to pay taxes on it when you sell it. When you sell your home otherwise, it's tax-free up to a half million dollars, so I wouldn't fool with depreciation and recapture on writing off your home office square footage as a depreciation, but any dollars that you spend, you need to be running a separate checking account on your little business, and all of your daycare income goes into that, and the only thing that goes out of that is daycare expenses, so if you're buying supplies or food or diapers or whatever you're buying sheets i don't care what advertising whatever it is you're buying they need to come out of that and then that gives you the list of things that are deductible you don't buy groceries for you out of that account if you've got profit in that account you take it out of that account as an income and put it in your personal account and do your personal home there but keep your home and your business uh accounting completely separate even though the daycare is in your home physically and then that enables you to do your write-offs really, really easy when tax time comes around. If you want to file your taxes with confidence, go to RamseySolutions.com slash tax. RamseySolutions.com slash tax. We have a new sponsor for our question of the day. We announced them yesterday. We're so thrilled to have them on board. Neighborly, Ramsey Show question of the day, sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Things like Mr. Reuter and Mr. Electric are part of Neighborly, and you need to check them all out. From repairs and maintenance to remodeling and upgrades, Neighborly's trusted home service providers have trained local experts who can handle about any job. Go to Neighborly.com, and you can find the different services and even schedule a service today.
4: Today's question comes from Jeremy in California. My wife and I just started reading Total Money Makeover and are now in Baby Step 2. I understand with the debt snowball that I should have my debts from lowest to highest, but what do I do when it comes to bills and collections? How do I prioritize them? Do we do them first or do we just put them in line with our current debt?
0: Mm, Two kinds of bills are in collections. Ones you're paying on and ones you aren't. Mm. Ones you're paying on, they're just part of the debt snowball. Just keep paying them. The ones you aren't are just sitting there and I would just set those to the side and then work those as a separate debt snowball after you clear the things you are paying on. So if you've got a MasterCard you're current on, but you've got an old bill of some kind that's in collections and you're paying $50 a month on that, just put that in there like it's a regular payment in your debt snowball. Clear all of those. Meanwhile, you've got something else sitting over here that hasn't called you in a while or they're calling you, but you're not paying them right now. You just let them sit there, Till you clear off all your debts that you are paying. Because when you get rid of all those, you don't have any payments anymore. Mm. Now you got more money to attack those that are just sitting there. And then you call and settle those one at a time in writing, no electronic access to your checking account.
4: Interesting. So would you put the ones that you're not paying on, mm-hmm. would they would they be even further back in the debt snowball? Or no, they're just, just
0: a different debt snowball.
4: Totally different. That's done after your Don't touch
0: them. Don't touch them. Just list those smallest to largest. When you're completely clear of your debt that you're paying payments on, now you got a lot of money. Because you don't have any payments anymore. Then you take that smallest one, you call them up and you go, hey, you know, last time we looked, we owed you $1,000. We can give you $450 for that today. We'll settle it right now. And you begin the negotiation and you settle it. You get the settlement amount in writing. You do not give them electronic access to your checking account. You settle it otherwise. You get the money to them by wire or something else, but do not let them get into your account because they'll clean you out. Uh, But settle each one in writing, settle it in writing, settle it in writing. And if the first one doesn't want to settle, they want to jack around, then go to the next one. and Go, I got $450, you know, and they'll go, well, can't, we can't do that. And I say, well, I'll call you back when I got some more. But, you know, if you want some money today, that's how much I got today. And you can work out deals with the different ones as you go through those. And, and it, it, it's a little more hassle to work through them, but you work through those that way. And each time you're doing that in a lump sum, not in payments. Don't you're not going to settle stuff with payments. That'll keep you in tied to a collector forever and ever. Amen. Don't do that. That's not
4: someone you want to be tied to. Yeah, for real.
0: Dion's with us in Dallas. Hey, Dion, what's up?
4: Hello, Dave and Christina. Thanks for
1: taking my call. Sure. How can we help? Yeah, I have a question concerning my son. He is uh, 26 years old. Uh, He's currently paying $1,500 a month in rent and he works as a, Uh, Military contractor, so he's only in town six to eight weeks out of the year, and those six to eight weeks are not consecutive. So he's asking to come home and stay here, Um, and I'm just wondering what's the best avenue—avenue
4: for where he stays, or or the avenue
1: for if I if I allow him to stay, what's the best avenue for the eighteen thousand dollars at? that he would be saving. So he need, where where go he's ahead.
4: gonna save that money? Where's, where's, gonna,
1: where's he gonna save it? Well,
0: what's he gonna do with it?
1: Yeah, currently he's paying fifteen hundred dollars in I rent. No. But if he doesn't have the
0: rent, what's he gonna do with the money?
1: That's that's my question. Oh. Do we yeah, do we um save that money for his first property, his his own property? Do we invest that uh eighteen thousand? What's the best avenue?
4: Well, what's a little bit more about his financial picture? Does he have any debt?
1: No, no, he's debt free,
4: okay, and he has a fully funded emergency fund correct, and he's and he's
1: in, he's capable of paying the eighteen thousand. so I mean he's doing well, no need though. it's a waste because he's never there. Co- correct.
0: He'd be cheaper. He'd be cheaper to just rent a hotel when he's in yeah,
1: yeah, I, I thought about that as well.
0: It depends on what kind of life he wants to have. I don't care. But, um, you know, it's not it's not a we, Dion. He's 26. It's what he wants to do with his money. But if he called me and said, what do I do with this extra money, uh, I, I would do exactly what you said. I would build up a side fund for the purchase of his first home. I would just send him start saving like crazy for his first home. He also needs to be putting out of his income 15% away for retirement in his 401K if it's available or if not, get with a smart Vista pro and get a Roth IRA going. But um, you know, uh, if he does come to your house, um, I would, I as his dad would want two things. I would want an exit date prearranged. This is for one year maximum. After that, we're gonna, you're going to figure out something else. But this is to get you out of that lease and get you started. And two, um, I want to know that something smart's happening with that fifteen hundred. I don't care what. It's your money, son, but I want to, I want you to tell me what it is, and I want you to do that smart thing with it. I'm not um, letting you come and live here so you can drink an extra $1,500 a month. That's not the plan. Um, so that's, you know. I want to know something good's happening, but this sounds like this kid's real responsible.
4: Yeah, it does sound like he's responsible, and I think that's a good way of saying it, Dave. To say make sure that he's doing something smart with it. But as long as it's something smart, unless he's listening to the call, unless you guys are diving into this research together and you're really brainstorming, I mean, it's really up to him what he does with that money. And I think there's a little bit of a risk when you know the the kids moving back into the house and the dad's calling and asking, you know, what do we do with this money? It's, it's not a we. It's not a we. It's it's he's you're, 26 you're, you're years not
0: old. French. You're in Texas, wee <laughs> wee, oui, oui, right? So there you go. It's, you know, there's no we here. He's 26. He's a man, so he gets to choose. Yep. But yeah, I, but but if he's gonna live in my house, we're gonna have a couple. We're gonna we're gonna know when you're leaving because <laughs> I love you, <laughs> and you need to leave and be a man, my son. And I also need to know that that if we're doing this for to save the fifteen hundred, I want you. I want just tell me what you're doing with it. Yep. So that I know, and then I'll trust you. And that's that. You don't owe any rent but your rent is you have an exit date and a plan you start your 401k and what are you going to do smart with your 1500 might be running some of it into retirement might be part of it this is the Ramsey Show Christina Ellis, Ramsey personality, number one bestselling author, is my co-host. In the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage, Alex and Rachel are with us. Hey, guys, how are you? Good, how are you?
3: Hi, Dave. Hi, Christina.
0: Welcome, welcome. Good to have you guys. Where do y'all live?
3: Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh,
0: great city. Welcome to Nashville. Good to have you here. And how much debt have you two paid off?
3: So, together, we paid off $57,180.77.
0: Love it. How long did this take?
3: Well, it took us one year together, but then before that, um, I paid off $65,722 by myself before we got married.
0: Before you got married? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And so you've been married a year. Mm -hmm. All right. Very cool. And your range of income since you've been married. Let's start with that.
3: So it was 45 when it was just me, and Mm -hmm. then it was 97 when we were together.
0: Cool. What do y'all do for a living?
3: I'm a corporate trainer.
0: Mm -hmm. And I'm a manager for a rental car company. Excellent. Very cool. So what kind of debt was the 57 and the 65? All kinds.
3: What wasn't it, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> so we it's, had... on the, it's
0: on the sign here, okay.
3: <laughs> yeah, so we had both of our student loans was most of it. Mm-hmm. And then we had his car, my mm-hmm. car, credit cards and a medical bill
0: oh wow look at you okay normal you should be a graphic artist really i mean this is pretty yeah very neat very cool the signs
4: the shirt everything y'all are all in this is
0: great this is totally great live like no one else t-shirts
4: and here you are
0: (laughs) i've got a feeling rachel you started all of this since you started before the marriage so tell us the story
3: so i graduated college and i was making forty-five thousand, and i had $75,000 $75,000 in student loans. And I didn't know where to start. And so I told my friend Janae, hi Janae. And she said, me, my husband and I follow the Dave Ramsey plan. I said, I don't know what that means. She's like, "Debt snowball. I'm like, don't I, know what that what the, I don't know what that is. <laughs> so she sent me your YouTube channel and I was watching those. And then I read your book and I was in. So when we met, we I was telling him about it. And then when we got engaged, our church actually paid for us to go through FPU together.
0: Oh, very good. Like this church. Who is it? (laughs) Who's the church?
3: So we actually, when we first got married, we were living in Virginia. So it was Love Church in Manassas, Virginia.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. But what a great thing to do for young couples when they're engaged. That's a part of the pre-marriage counseling is go through Financial Peace University.
3: It made a huge difference in our relationship and with our money. Yeah. Definitely yeah. helped a lot of problems before those problems actually started in the marriage. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a preemptive strike. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, exactly. the
4: church is true to its name. That's very loving. Yeah. 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 <laughs> very loving from Love Church.
0: Yeah. Amen. Very, very cool.
4: So, what did this journey look like for y'all? You got married. Was it you got One married a year ago? ago? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, so we got married last November, and then we finished in December. So we wow. took a month to figure out, you know, our new budget, getting our finances combined, and then January first we were hitting the
4: ground running. So were we you, finished in December. Were you resistant at all? Like she's all in, and this is new to you. Are you like let's oh,
3: go? Or I was for it because she. I, I mean, she's been just the rock for me in like this whole thing. I had never done a budget before, so that was a huge, huge thing. I wasn't a huge fan. I was like, "This thing, this is not great. I'm not (laughs) a fan of this." (laughs) (laughs) Um, But as months go on, we started, you know, doing the debt snowball, paying off debts left and right. I was like, "We're gonna do this. Like, this is awesome." And I'm all about the budget now. I'm all about using, you know, like every dollar app and all that stuff. It's, it was crazy. It was just huge life change. Wow. Uh-huh.
4: it's amazing what momentum can do when you start feeling the winds when you see the winds it's like all right let's go let's keep going <laughs> Rachel, yes. how,
0: how long did it take you to do the sixty-five 000? three years three years okay all right this is pretty impressive y'all very very cool and then the combined yeah. income and the combined energy now uh <laughs> right. man i mean you got a hundred thousand dollar income and no debt this is uh yeah you set up baby this yeah. is good how old are you two
3: so i'm 27
0: and i'll be 30 on sunday oh y'all are gonna be so rich Right. This is, this is Love that. You can yeah.
4: feel it. You can feel it from them. Like you can feel the momentum through the glass. It's like these people—they're not done. Like no, they're
0: no, gonna no, keep no, going. No, just getting just going. started. Start
3: yeah. <laughs> and you
0: know the interesting thing that's hard hard to uh, quantify at this point, but the very first thing you did in your brand new marriage was slay a dragon together. Mm-hmm. And so the next time a different dragon, not a money dragon, but something else comes up you know now automatically you know instinctually you will know i can trust him i can trust her we can lock arms and we'll kill this dragon Mm -hmm. whatever it is because other dragons are going to come you know they're going to come we just don't know what they are as we go through our lives and so but once you've mastered the art and the science of working together to slay a dragon then dragons got no chance they got no chance It, it 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 solidifies your marriage in that way. That's, and again, that's not tangible. You can't really put a dollar figure on that, but that's a skill, a life skill that y'all got out of doing this through the church and the way y'all put this together. So proud of y'all. Oh,
3: thank, thank you, you Dave. Well
0: done. <laughs> who, who was your, uh, was your biggest cheerleaders looks like you brought some with you
3: yes we brought both sets of our parents all
0: right well they got to be proud (laughs) and thrilled because they know you'll never live in their basement (laughs) exactly (laughs) this is awesome yeah Yeah, just come back bring grandbabies now that's your that's your full-time job now Yes. i love it way to go you guys very proud of y'all well done well done well done good stuff all right now we back up you said the budget's a big deal what do you tell people when they go all right you freaks I mean, y'all are weird. You paid off uh, you know, $130,000 worth of debt, 57 of it in the first year of marriage. You actually don't fight about money. You actually have a plan like grown-ups and stuff. How did you do that? Tell people what the key is.
3: Definitely the budget, but also just having a vision that you share together. I feel like that's when he really came on board is when we, like, big picture saw the next five 10 20 years down the road what we wanted our marriage to look like our family our financial situation and then kind of backtracking from there gosh i love yeah. that and being consistent about and just remembering we're never going back there yeah amen that's that's that's
4: in the past that, like
3: that is, is in the rearview future mirror and that's just the, we're done with that life
4: that's so good okay so I love that you, you've you got the vision you already said you've got your 5, 10 you know what's next you, you've met this huge milestone you got over this debt now now what's the next 5 years so next last goal?
3: month we finished our baby step 3 woohoo yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah flying through that and then we're going to try to go to Europe this year, and we're saving for a house.
0: Yes, you should. Incredible. I like it. I like it. I like, <laughs> it, I like it. I like it. Way so to go, good. y'all! Hey, we got the uh, baby steps bundle for you—the uh, live and give bundle. It's the baby steps millionaires book, which you are on your way, as I said, to be that. And the total money makeover book to give away and inspire someone like your lives have done. And a financial peace university membership, which started the whole thing for you. You can give that to a friend, a family member, help them get them going. We're going to give it, give you the ability to pay it forward with some of these things. Thank you, guys, so much
3: thank you you're, guys you are heroes man be here
0: you are heroes you're amazing it's powerful to watch you this is uh you're inspiring lots of people done this stuff lots of people are doing this stuff and they're people just like alex and rachel from pittsburgh Fifty seven thousand paid off in the first year of marriage and she knocked out 65 before they started that making 45 up to 97 now count it down let's hear a debt-free scream Three, two, one—we're debt, debt free! free!
4: Yeah!
0: Oh my goodness!
4: <laughs> that is how it's done. I'm just like sitting here thinking. Make sure you call us for the Baby Steps Millionaire Theme Hour here in a few years. Yeah. <laughs> I can so just feel it happening.
0: A hundred dollars a month invested from twenty-five to sixty-five is one point one million dollars. Mm. So you realize what $2,000 a month invested is, because they don't have any payments Ooh. from 25 to 65. That's $20 million. Oh. If I'm half wrong, I think they're going to be okay.
4: They're going to be okay. That's what they're I just gonna said. They're going to be real good. That's what I
0: just said. They're going to be rich. That's that's the actual math behind me saying, you're going to be rich. It wasn't just like a, like this. The, the, yeah,
4: a dream. They a make $100,000 a
0: year. They're 25 years old. I mean. Yeah! (laughs) Awesome! Just awesome! So good. Very cool. This is The Ramsey Show. Thank you for joining us, America. We're glad you're here. Our scripture of the day, James 4, 14. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Evangeline Brute Booth said it's not how many years we live but what we do with them Noah is in Columbus Noah welcome to the Ramsey show
2: hi Dave how are you doing
0: better than I deserve man what's up I could have guessed
2: sir <laughs> so thanks for taking my call uh, I am hoping for some advice on my house hunt here so I'm not doing anything too crazy too quickly Um, I'm fervently regretting not pulling the trigger sooner on buying a house um, when things were more affordable from both the price and rate perspective.
0: Um, Said everyone who's ever waited at all.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, this this narrative getting as overplayed as don't stop believing by journey. You know, (laughs) everyone, you know. (laughs) But... But, uh, you know, there aren't many listings. I, I have very specific parameters on a house that I want. I, I am uh, almost totally blind, so I can't drive. And there is this program for transportation. Now, that's my main concern here. Is there's this program I have in my city where it's subsidized. It's a dollar a mile door-to-door car transportation. But I can't really predict what the government's going to do. Maybe they'll shut it down. I don't want to buy a house way far away from a bus stop. And then they go, oh, we're going to you know, take back this program. That's logical. So, yeah, I want to be in a house that's, you know, I I started out saying a a half a mile from a bus stop. And and, and now, like, let's see, I've been doing this for a month now, and I've gotten exactly two listings in the area that I wanted. Who's looking for um, you? Oh, I've uh, got hooked up with
0: one of your local ELPs. Okay. Um, Right. And they've only found so, two so far that meet the criteria.
2: Well, I mean, he's, they, I have like a, a set area where, where it searches because they're. it's not like a perfect square. So there's parts of it, there's listings that are coming in that don't really, that I, I just kind of dismiss um, just based on, like I have, it's kind of hard for me to explain to him exactly what I want. I know what I want, but it's kind of hard to like, customize it in the mls you know what i'm saying so yeah
0: but you ought to be able to tell oh he can't he can't put it into mls but he can be watching or she can be watching for you and and filter it out for you that's what that's why it's only down to two is that right i mean i i think i could already start looking you told me enough already okay you're you're sight impaired you need to be near a bus stop uh, within a half-of-a-mile bus stop, and then you give me the parameters in the street areas, um, and then you've probably given them a few other th- guidelines. Apparently, the type of house are probably one level maybe. I don't know what.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, like the, the my price range, 350 or less, yeah, um, preferably much less. Yeah. You know, uh, certain square footage and yeah. all of that. But, I mean, my, the, what he's giving me does encompass my entire area, and I can tell you there have only been two. Listings so far that have really, really gotten gotten me excited. Okay, so um, what's your question in the last month? Yeah, so my, my question is, I, I I'm wondering how much of these parameters, or are, are, you know, quality of the home, things of that nature, I should sacrifice in in in, um, in favor of you know jumping on an opportunity when maybe it's not the perfect house, but Um, at least it gets me out of renting. I'm sick of renting. Well, you can decide as
0: far as the quality, the layout, the square footage, those kinds of things. Uh, the only one I would tell you not to sacrifice on is it needs to meet your basic living standards, which is going to be the bus stop thing. Okay. Okay. And it's obviously whatever, whatever issue you've got that issues you need to deal with as far as floor plan and those kinds of things, which I would imagine are reasonable, but uh, you need to know, you know, navigate that. Um, And then don't go, oh, I can afford anything because I have these specific problems. No, that's going to put you in more problems. No. So don't, don't, don't violate the financial boundaries that you set for yourself.
4: Yeah. And I would I would list them yeah. out and prioritize like even going down to you said I have a certain square footage requirement. Here's my financial requirement. Here's the bus stop requirement. All of that. And, you know, you said that with the agent that they don't even know your requirements completely and they're not completely clear on what you're looking for. So I would do that both for yourself and for your agent so that they can be on the lookout and be really actively looking for you. And then for you. To go, man, okay, if a house comes out and it's not, and it's 1,500 square feet versus 2,000 square feet, the square footage isn't as important to me. I'm, I'm willing to go down on that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the, I'd love to have three bedrooms, but I can deal with two. Right. I'd love to have X, but I can deal with it Y, you know, and those kinds of things. But the location, um, the configuration to deal with the site impairment and the location near a bus stop is, I, I don't think those, I think those are deal breakers. You just, yeah. not, we're not going to do that.
4: That's going to be at the so, top of that list. It's and gonna and, be and
0: then then the thing you got to mix into the equation, Noah, and you've already said it is, um, I have some very specific requirements. Yes, you do. And that's going to narrow the market. Yes, it is. And that means it's probably going to take a little longer and a little more effort to get it right. But when you get it right, you're going to be glad you did. And so uh, narrow your requirements enough that you can reasonably find something But not so much that you end up buying something that's not usable in your situation. Don't do that.
4: And another important part of that conversation is just, and this is kind of a hard conversation, is just grieving what the market was. You said that you have a tough time. You're like, man, I wish I would have bought. But then letting that go and going, okay, like this is the market now. And these are the requirements I can afford. And just kind of figuring out what you can be content with.
0: Yeah, man. You know those houses down here south of us in Spring Hill? (sighs) Yes, you know how many of those I could have bought in 2008? Oh. For probably a for, lot. For about 15% of what they're selling now. Oh my gosh. And I didn't. I'm kind of grieving that. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I bet. <laughs> Chris is in Dallas, Texas. Hey, Chris, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave, how are you?
1: Thank you. What's up? Well, here is my situation. I'll give you kind of a list of facts. I just uh, totaled my paid-off vehicle oh, last correct. week. I was hit. Oh, yeah. no. Are you and okay? I'm okay. I, I walked away, and thankfully. Um, so I currently do not have a vehicle. Um, well, how much insurance going to um, give you for it? Insurance is going to give me $8,000.
0: Which is what the car is worth, right?
1: Uh, the car was paid off. And I, no, no, yeah, I, that's I, I didn't ask you what much. it was paid off.
0: I said it's what it's worth, right? Yes, sir. Okay. It was
1: a 2012. So you were um, driving an $8,000 car, right, and now $9. you got $8,000 coming from the insurance company. Okay, how can we help? Yes, sir. Okay, I'm trying to determine how much cars should I purchase, and I say that because I would like to buy my first townhouse in the next 18 months, mm-hmm. and... Um, you know, the deal was I was actually going to purchase it before um before the crash. But with prices and inventory as they are, it makes more sense to wait for better options and locations. So I wanted to see how much car I should get. Um You have money saved for your down not.
0: payment on the townhouse?
1: Um well I've got some money. I didn't I don't know if it's necessarily allocated for the townhouse. So kind of my stats are um I've got twenty-two thousand in emergency savings, um, and I've got um, thirty-two hundred on a furniture bill. That's a zero percent that I'm paying one hundred twenty dollars a month on. So oh, crud! Pay off. that off today. Pay it off today. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's silly. Okay, so right. no, so yeah. now we got now we got nineteen thousand in our emergency fund. What other money you got in savings? You got money saved for a down payment or not?
1: I, I, I don't have down payments. Okay, then, money, then
0: no, it so. not the car doesn't affect that. You buy an eight thousand dollar car. Okay. You have eight thousand dollars.
1: Okay. What's wrong with you that? Said get another eight. Well, they're the cars are more expensive these days. No, uh, they're not. You were driving an eight thousand kind dollar of car.
0: Get you an eight thousand dollar car. That car's market value on that car was eight thousand dollars. That's why the insurance company's giving you eight thousand dollars. That means you can go buy that car for eight thousand dollars.
1: Well, the sale on that car, now when I look for it, is is twelve to $13,000. You no, know, it's not. Mileage and all that makes a no, it's not. If it is, okay. the
0: insurance company needs to give you twelve to $13,000. Okay.
4: Because your insurance well, policy I, says
0: that you have to get market value for the car when it's total. They don't get to just make up a number and pay you wholesale. They pay you what it takes to replace that car. So if you can prove it takes $12,000 to replace that car, you need to get $12,000 from them. Because that's your contract with them. But this idea that I need to move up in car because I totaled my car is a bad idea. Use the money that you get and buy a car. That puts us hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with app on your smartphone it's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes download the ramsey network app in your favorite app store today